Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. I thank God that we're able to be together in prayer this morning. Today is Thursday, and this is the 17th week after Pentecost. Today we continue reading in the 14th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Mark. And now we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God, and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hands are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 14th chapter. This morning we begin at verse 12. On the first day of unleavened bread, when the Passover lamb is sacrificed, his disciples said to him, Where do you want us to go and make preparations for you to eat the Passover? So he sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go into the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him. And wherever he enters, say to the owner of the house, The teacher asks, Where is my guest room, where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large upper room, furnished and ready. Make preparations for us there. So the disciples set out and went into the city and found everything as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover meal. When it was evening, he came with the twelve, and when they had taken their place and were eating, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me one who is eating with me. They began to be distressed and to say to one another, one after the other, Surely not I. He said to them, It is one of the twelve, one who is dipping bread into the bowl with me. For the Son of Man goes as it is written of him. But woe to that one by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that one not to have been born. The Gospel of the Lord. We typically find Jesus at a table. We're not surprised to find him there. Table fellowship became one of the marks of his ministry and a very powerful sign of the coming of God's kingdom and the reconciliation between Jesus, between God, and and whoever was extending the hospitality to welcome him in and to prepare the meal. When Jesus sends his disciples out, the good news is announced and then welcomed with a sign of hospitality, shelter provided in a place at the table. In that moment, the peace of God rests on the house and its inhabitants. 
So a good deal of time we find Jesus as the guest of honor at the table, as he was honored in the house of Simon the leper. But for this Passover meal, Jesus is the host. He has prepared every detail of the evening, where it will be held and how the meal will progress, and he gives instructions to the disciples on where to find what they need to set everything up. What he gives at this meal, though, is his own life for the life of the world. Maybe that is why Mark reminds us that this is the day of the slaughter of the Passover lamb. Mark makes the connection between Jesus and his life-giving sacrifice. The meal begins with the shocking announcement that the one who will betray Jesus is one who sits at the table. Perhaps there's more than the twelve disciples. Perhaps it's the larger disciple community gathered around the table for the Passover. But the one who betrays Jesus is one of the twelve, one dipping in the bowl with Jesus. Jesus, knowing what Judas is about to do and how the night will play out, nevertheless proceeds according to the plan, which is a plan much more inspired than Judas's conspiracy with the chief priests. It is important to remember that Jesus is not surprised by his betrayal or his arrest. We are not to be left wondering whether, if Jesus would have known about the plot, whether or not he might have escaped. Jesus knows. He lays down his life. It goes as it is written of him. There's a lot of comfort in that knowledge, probably for everyone but Judas. But I do not believe that Jesus in any way curses Judas at the end of this passage or somehow communicates that Judas could never come home again. I do think, though, that Jesus is aware that there are breaking points to human beings, that there are some things from which we can never recover. The weight and momentum away are are simply too strong, and perhaps, and in some very, very sad way, it is the end that Judas wishes for himself deep down inside. Again, this is a mystery. We don't really know. But what we do know is that Jesus willingly and obediently entered into death for the sake of setting God's people free from the power of sin, death, and the devil. And that there is no one who is beyond this power of forgiveness, healing, and salvation. He lays down his life to cover and to protect and to guard and to liberate God's people, just as so many Passover lambs proclaimed throughout the ages. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High. 
for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, for the gift of relationship with others. For what else are we truly thankful? Merciful God, of might renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, for those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who work for peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction. For who else or for what else do we pray this morning? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.